Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cell One Four podcast. Uh, I got a special guest with me, a returning guest, actually. Yeah. Uh, I got my cousin Rithik here. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be back on the podcast. How are yeah. you doing, Jim? I'm good. Kobe, it's a tragedy. Yeah. He's a legend. <laughs> we grew up watching him. Yeah, I like yesterday. Did you see the game? Like, uh, yes, I was watching the, the game. That was I, mean, that was a, I wish they won. Yeah, but it was like a a tough game. Yeah, for, it was so tough, emotional game. Because, mm-hmm. uh, as you guys know, uh, Kobe died of a horrific accident uh, on last Sunday. I mean, can't believe it's already like a week. Uh-huh. But uh, they gave like a really good uh, tribute to him um, mm. uh, at the Staples Center. We're actually gonna go after this. Yeah, to we're gonna go um, give our love, mm-hmm. give our tribute to him. Yeah, because we we grow up like our cousins put us on put us on to Kobe because they're a little older. So we grew up like young age watching Kobe mm-hmm. and just like watching him. Progress like you know, 18 time NBA All Star. Like he's a legend. He's got 81 points, second second highest right yeah. scoring NBA player. Yeah, and Will Chamberlain. So that's like, and his mentality, like as you know, Mamba mentality. Like that's that's the hardest mentality to like be consistent with and achieve. Because waking, I'm actually wearing his 4 a.m. like Kobe Bryant shoes right now. Mm-hmm. Because that mentality of waking up at 4 a.m. And just grinding and going to the gym, playing for hours, eating healthy, and then going back to the gym. He'd go to the gym like two times a day, but he said he loved the process. You can't achieve success unless you love the journey to get there. Yeah. So he proved that point pretty much. And one story that my brother told me was his trainer was actually at a bar to like, 1 2 a.m. He was pretty drunk, came home, and then fell asleep for about an hour until he got a phone call from Kobe Bryant, like, <laughs> get up, and you are going to the gym. Like, I'm already, I'm already here. I'm, I'm waiting for you. So that shows his dedication that he called his trainer. And his trainer had to be there. You know, he could let off his trainer. So that's, like, uh, that's, that was a pretty cool story where Kobe's always there. He doesn't need his trainer to push him to be there because he's going to be there no matter what. Yeah, like uh, Shaq, I think said like during shoot around when he was when they were playing together, like uh, Kobe when the coach was like telling everybody like in a huddle like to uh, like this is what we're gonna work on today. He was just like doing pump fakes with no ball, just like mm-hmm. working on it in a full sweat, just uh, yeah. like shadowing his moves, and that's just like the dedication it takes to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the amount of sacrifice that he's had to had to give to be the best in the game is just unbelievable. And like what what really makes this a uh, sad story that he's gone already is that like he had so much more to give. Like mm-hmm. even after basketball, like he was on a different chapter in life. Absolutely. And he had, you know, he won an Oscar and he was going to mm-hmm. s- still coach, you know, his daughter's team. Yeah. He had so many more people to uh, to teach. 
Yeah, what what a lot of people are are sad about, including me, is um, like the family, because he was he was an amazing dad. Like uh, that one of the interview, um, a clip of him is very popular right now, where he said like, "Oh, um, people coming up to me and being like," uh, and Gigi uh, Gianna, his daughter, who also passed in the crash, she'd be sitting next to him, and they say, "Oh, you need a boy to carry on the legacy," you know. She'd be like, oh, no, I got this. Like, don't worry. So that just showed, like, he was such a great motivator and great coach um, to his daughter. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very sad. But I'm just um, worried about, like, the family, like Vanessa and three other daughters that <laughs> she has to yeah, take care of. She, she came out of the silence and wrote, like, a touching paragraph saying that like everything helps all the like people have been so sad for like it's been six days and it's like Mm -hmm. it's only going to be like a matter of time till um like everyone just gets back to like normal but i mean although it's not going to be normal for like a little bit because even during the game it wasn't i felt like it was it was a little different the crowd was a little different they kept chanting kobe which is like yeah it's pretty. It's pretty crazy that they, and a lot of people are saying it felt like they lost a family member when they've never seen. They've only seen him on TV. Some have seen him in games. Um, I've. I wish I got to see him play a game, but I would watch him on TV so much. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my cousins have seen him at um, uh, Fashion Island. So, yeah, we've all our families had the has other stories of meeting him. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like what LeBron said like that. This is oh, yeah. more like a celebration of his of his life. Um, yeah. You know, we it was a sad time when that news broke out, but we should always realize like the things that he did do and that uh, this is more of uh, a celebration of his life. And we should uh, celebrate that instead of looking at the negative side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was pretty tough for the team. Even the coach said after in the press conference that, like, um, this is, like, an emotional day. And uh, was it Damian Lillard went off that on yesterday's yeah. game? Um, he had, like, 48 points. Yeah, so, and he actually, I think he tweeted before that he's going to come into the game with, like, a Mamba mentality. And he, after uh, the game, uh, he, when he got the interview, he was saying, like, like, the only thing I could do was was um, celebrate him through the Mamba mentality, through trying to play as best as possible, like putting their hearts out on the game, on the on the court. So I think that's what he actually did. So that's a great great way of uh, celebrating mm-hmm. Kobe. So Damian Lillard shouts out, great job yesterday in the game. Yeah, and every every team basically gave like a, a tribute to him and. Like they did that twenty four yeah, second twenty four second violation. Um yeah. for the first uh first team who got the ball from the tip off and then um second team would do the eight court uh, eight second backcourt violation. So yeah. Yeah, it's um it's and like you said, like he to us he was like a family member, like to a lot of people, especially in this city, like in Southern California especially. Yeah. Um the amount he like he meant to all of us, like from like he was our Michael Jordan. But yeah, that's for for our generation. He was a Michael Jordan, just as 
like people in the the eighties and nineties when they grew up watching Michael, mm-hmm. like that's a like in the eighties. So that that's their um, Michael Jordan. Yeah. But like I remember out. watching like countless number of games where the Lakers would be down by like ten points, yeah. and that was like the fourth quarter, like five minutes left. But you'd still watch because you know Kobe would give it his all. Yeah. Like, you, you would still believe in them and you would still root for them to win and that's what makes it so special and yeah. uh, just yeah he was a clutch he was a clutch master yes yeah. that's, that's for sure a lot of shots that he made like to win the game oh yeah buzzer beater shots yeah buzzer was like that's that was a speciality pretty much yeah, that saying. turnaround jumper, like he would oh, yeah. back the, back them down, spin yeah. move, fade, fade, and then fade. fade away. Yeah, that fade away. Lil Wayne's song, um, Kobe Bryant, that he released ten years ago. Like, if you know that song, yeah, I feel like you're a fan <laughs> of Kobe Bryant because that song was like mm. was so was so good. It was just like yeah. he got um, like who was it? He got LeBron James's voice on there, like his interview voice. He's like, oh, he's the greatest player of all time and stuff. So like, yeah, it, it showed Kobe's skill in that song and the music video on YouTube. Yeah. I recommend checking it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lil Wayne also dropped a new yeah. album. Uh, yeah. And he dedicated like uh, the album to Kobe by uh, having the track list be 24 songs and also the eighth track has a 24 second of silence, yeah. which is, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think it was a great, great album too. We were listening, we were listening to it mm-hmm. uh, on the way here, and just like I've been listening to it too. Great, great album by Lil Wayne. He came back after mm-hmm. a minute, yeah, and like, uh, also like Nipsey Hustle, who also tragically uh, died last year, yeah, you know. He, he meant a lot to the city as well. Yeah. But, like, true. for me, Kobe, definitely, it was just more of a surprise. It was more like a... Yeah, I woke like up. A, I, I actually... Was I was the one who told you, right? Yeah. I, I called him just like to see... Like, at first, I didn't, even, I didn't even know. Yeah, I, I called him. I told my brother, too. I was the first. So I woke up, went straight to Snapchat, and then just saw like one person's story and I'm like, oh no, like, I just, I went straight to the internet, searched it up and then kept refreshing. And as I refreshed and refreshed, more news stories came in. I'm like, okay, this is, this is a fact. And then I just went and told my family, they're like, what the hell? Especially my brother, dude, my brother, he was so sad. He's had like this signed um, uh, Kobe uh, yeah, poster, I guess, um, or frame. Yeah. And so yeah, he has he's had like jerseys. He's bought like two, three Kobe shoes. Um, he played basketball because of him. His, his number in basketball and volleyball was twenty four. So yeah, he was sad. Uh, everyone was sad, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It was sad. Yeah, it was a tough loss, but you know we gotta uh, celebrate his life and you know continue that mama mentality into yeah. the future into whatever we do yeah um, love the journey not mm-hmm. the not just the success that you get at the end yeah love how you get there mm-hmm. but some new topics um the coronavirus outbreak in china that is yeah that's one a wild thing kind of like um similar to sars and the flu but just a little like um 
little more hectic, you know, like it's been spreading very quickly. It's hard to find. It's a virus, so it's it's hard to find that um, that cure to it because it can it could change just a little bit of its structure and just keep going, you know. So yeah. that's that's the hard thing about fighting viruses. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's been like when did it start? Do you know like I think exactly? I think it started like two. Like no, it's it's only been like probably two weeks. Probably two but weeks. There's this video on Instagram where like. People are just like in Wuhan where it originated. I think it was from their meats, like their mm-hmm. their products, because it's not very sanitary over there. Like, like the the animals are just like are pooping, and then they just like live in that pretty much, and like um, it's not very um sanitary environment. So like, basically, they yeah the, the outbreak happened about like two weeks ago, and. Like it's it's uh, starting to grow, you know. Yeah, yeah. From there. And then, yeah. So there's this video where that's what I was gonna say. There's this video on Instagram, and like people are just literally they're just standing there like on their phone. Someone was working, and he just dropped and like mm-hmm. like just passes away just like that, and like. There's just all the ambulance over there. They're all in, like, big, like, protective suits. Um, the hospitals are just, like, flooded now. And, like, if you don't wear a mask, there's, like, yeah. probably, like, a 99% chance you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. I, I saw, like, a video on YouTube of this guy. Like, he's, like, a journalist. Oh, reporter. yeah. He's, like, this. Um, I actually saw that, too, I think, in yeah. time about where he's, like, uh they don't want you to know this but there's like actually this was this was probably like five days ago like a week ago and and he was saying like at that time the confirmed cases were only like like a cut like probably like a couple thousand um and the confirmed deaths were like like 200 300 but again these are confirmed that's like they don't they're not going to go look for people who are just like dying it's probably like the people in the hospital that pass so people on the street are just dying they can't really um like implement that into like that number that they have um so it's basically like unknown yeah he was it's unknown and he was saying that there's around ninety thousand infected and a couple thousand deaths already so it's like it's crazy. It's I don't know. Like I used to play this game, like in like infected or something on my phone, oh, yeah, and we would always we would always play it. And like, um, yeah, that's pretty much mutation yeah. for a virus. If you like, that's what makes it so deadly. Is that like viruses can never truly be like killed. They'll yeah. it's always gonna be in your body. That. Yeah, so microscopic um, mutation. So when you're from what I know, when your immune system goes down, that's when it starts. It's an opportunity to mm-hmm. attack, I guess. Um, yeah, it's pretty scary. But um, there was, uh, in, over in Orange County, there's uh, one lady for, who came from Wuhan, China. Um, and she went to, like, South Coast Plaza, which is really close. And we go there sometimes, too. Yeah. So they're advising not to go there. Apparently, someone in uh, Hogue Hospital, probably about like five, four or five days ago, went into Hogue Hospital in Newport Beach, and uh, he had symptoms of the coronavirus. I don't know if like he has it. He had it for sure. He walked in there, um, from what I've heard. So yeah, hopefully 
it hasn't spread, but it's the type of thing to spread. So yeah, like the symptoms are like like just like flu like yeah, it's flu like so so it's pretty you don't you don't know what <laughs> you, you know. have, but uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And it's like now moving into different countries. I heard too, like and yeah, India, in Europe and in Europe. There's a first first case, and when you when you hear a first case, like it can spread by breathing in someone's standing next to someone who has it. They cough. Mm-hmm. And you breathe, you likely have it. They sneeze, you breathe, you likely have it. And it you it could also spread through eye mucus. I don't really know what eye mucus is, but I think it's like, like when you sleep. That yeah, you, that stuff. Crust. Yeah, but sometimes. Yeah, that um, but that's that's scary. Like I don't know how like it can maybe stick to your like eyes and get get through it to there. Something like something like that. But that when I heard that, I'm like, damn. So you don't you don't really have like. Mm-hmm. anything if you wear a mask and and like you're next to someone and if it gets in your eye mucus and that sucks yeah i mean so. the, i mean it's just a difficult time right now even in australia oh yeah there's sure, those fires say. Um, Is, that's um it hasn't really went down huh it's really? just like i, I think so it, it's Man, went down, it down it's so hard to like but to i think it went it. down just because like it burns so much that there's yeah not there's that nothing much to burn anymore yeah and like over uh, a billion animals yeah, probably like more, probably now, more now but yeah. it's just uh like sad to hear yeah and then those i think the iran thing i think that's like settled down but it was kind of like a big topic about world war three and stuff but yeah that- they're just um unhappy that their leader died but mm-hmm. i think i think like somebody else uh, was like killed too. I'm not sure exactly who the leader was, like, but it, it was like part of like a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like oh, dude, my friend, he showed he showed me a picture of this. Like he was he was he was known for like calling like bomb threats and like or, or like um, dropping bombs, calling in airstrikes on like on like um, innocent people and stuff. He was just a terrible person, and he was just this big, like gargantuan fat guy, and like like a like a big beard, um, and so yeah, they would have they would have to transport him in the back of a pickup truck. Jeez. He was like a good like six hundred pounds, Damn. so he could this man could not walk, and he was he would be the one sitting in there calling in all these terrible things on people so i was like damn dude like someone... I mean, how did he even get into power yeah, how did he get into that power this man's sitting there who eating like driving around <laughs> yeah, i know like, who would want to drive him around they have to like get he like either their... has like a lot of money or yeah, like he's he could, born into he really, like, something has like mob ties where he could yeah kill. mob ties exactly that's why yeah that's probably what it was but i was like he showed me that that like picture on Instagram, I'm like no way. <laughs> That's that true. Yeah. <laughs> I was just laughing when I saw the picture. This dude's like they lift him onto a pickup truck, <laughs> like put him. This man can't move, bro. His arms don't even reach the ground if he's trying yeah. to push himself up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, like when that like news broke out of like a World War Three, like that oh, it was insane. I know, like, dude. The TikTok memes, like. <laughs> And all the memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody so, thought like they're <laughs> about to get drafted or yeah. something, and then like the the equality memes. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was yeah. 
But I mean, luckily, nothing really happened. Nothing escalated too much. But mm -hmm. like now, the Trump is still like in the process oh, of yeah. getting impeached. Still, so. I think like seventy-five percent of like um, people wanted to hear more, wanted to like go into it more. So he's still definitely in the process. He's not. Yeah. But the fact that the the Senate is mostly Republican, and they're gonna like, they're gonna fight for him. So it's gonna be like tough. If, I'm not. I don't have any type of like side on it, but it's gonna be tough if people want him impeached fully. Yeah. By the like Senate as well. From yeah. From office. Uh, yeah. Like he would. He's like the third president I think that's ever yeah. been impeached. And um, Clinton. Uh, it wasn't Nixon because Nixon resigned before. Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure. Was, I think, oh, yeah, was so. it was it Jackson? Andrew Jackson? <laughs> I don't think so. I'll look it up. <laughs> uh, but third president, I mean, that's gonna yeah. be in like the history books. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Uh, but if he does yeah. get um, removed, that'll be an even bigger blow. Like, uh, can you like run again if, if you're? Um, I no, I don't think you can. Yeah. If you're impeached, you can't. What are like the articles of impeachment, like obstruction of Congress? And, yeah, and something about like power. Um, not sure exactly, but oh no, it wasn't. Jackson. It's Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson. Yeah. In eighteen sixty-eight. Nixon, yeah, he was, uh, they say he was impeached, but yeah, he wasn't removed from office. He would have yeah. been in, in, uh, if he didn't removed. resign. Yeah. So, damn. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Let's um, go. I talk about what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, uh, the new president, uh, president race, you know, it's 2020. Oh, what, yeah. are you, what are your thoughts on the. Um, I don't really like follow politics that much, but um, what is it that Andrew Yang? Mm -hmm. I feel like he's a he's yeah. like a good young um, person who kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, like he's been on a tear in like the media and Twitter. Uh, like yeah. he's gotten a lot of supporters from social media. Yeah, uh, like one of his like presentations or whatever he was saying to like to like federally um, legalize like. Uh, marijuana and like legalized psychedelics mm -hmm. for for like veterans and stuff who have like PTSD and like all these problems where that that stuff can help and um, so yeah I think that he's he has good intentions yeah like I think Andrew Yang like even though like he's like an underdog really because you know Bernie Sanders uh, yeah and, and like the other candidates are um, Biden. Yeah, Biden have more supporters, um, but yeah. like it all depends on like if you go out and vote. So um, if you if you can vote, um, then make sure you go out and vote whoever your candidate is. Um, yep, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 18 June 10th, so mm -hmm. I'll be able to be able to vote. I already did the the pre pre registration, pre -registration yeah. in school. They're like, if you want to do it, do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and so like this twenty twenty election, I mean, it's either you know like if, if Trump doesn't get impeached, he, like he has a, still a good chance of winning. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Like there's there's a pretty people, much every that's why like no one's running for like Republican, yeah, dude. Like if you run for Republican, no, dude. Unless Trump gets impeached, you don't have a chance. Yeah, like if and he's saying that he's gonna uh, run again. So yeah, the Republican good. Party already supports. Didn't Cardi B want to like want to <laughs> really? do something in politics? Bro, I swear <laughs> I saw like a couple things on this stuff. I know. Like, Kanye was, was like he. Dude, that was that like that was like 2012, bro. That was like <laughs> yeah. late. He said he was gonna run for 2020. Yeah, yeah. That, that never happened. Yeah. Uh, but Cardi B's like I've always loved like politics and like <laughs> and uh, and then uh, I mean, Trump's uh, yeah, opening she, doors now, like for, from the entertainment industry into politics. I know. She was yeah. She was just like she was talking about like um uh politics on her like on her Instagram like making a video, and then. Think someone like posted one of her one of her tweets or one of her old Instagram posts, and it was like the caption was, "I wonder how pee tastes like," and it was just a picture of her. And so I'm like, "Oh, you're gonna bring back your past like that? Like, damn! Like, so that was just funny." But I think she's changed. But I don't know if she she's um she has the like the not potential but i don't i don't think she's a good like fit for yeah. being in politics like the first at that level yeah the first woman president Cardi uh, B. <laughs> i know dude there hasn't been a woman president but this year i don't think there, yeah there's there's too many good male candidates that like i don't, I don't even yeah there's like tulsi gabbard like let me look up the democratic candidates yeah. like there's a few actually but that's what makes them uh like divided at, yeah. in, in a sense, you know, yeah. that, um, it's a little division between the democratic party and inside of, yeah, a lot of like the females or democratic and like the nation yeah, are voting for yeah, Joe Biden, Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. He, he recently, uh, Drost? uh no, he, he recently yeah. entered the race. Like, oh, recently. and guess how much you like, he's, he's like using an advertisement, like, oh, like man. he's, <laughs> He, I think he's he's paid almost like uh, says he's a billionaire. He yeah, said yeah. probably a lot, like Rachel. almost like two hundred million, I think, and just like commercials and media and Twitter, like the, he has so many like YouTube advertisements and everything. Like he's Damn. he's he's trying his best to to like get in people's minds. Like he's been in, in a lot of commercials. I've seen, yeah. but like he, it, um, you know, uh, Mike Pompeo. Uh, no. He's like he's the person behind Mike Pence. So if Trump were to die, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Pence uh, were to die, then he would be the the next in office as, as to be president. Um, so I don't know what like that that uh, his position is called, but it's pretty high up there. And basically, our one of our language arts teacher at our school that's his like direct like brother. Really? So yeah, at like she yeah. says at their Thanksgivings and stuff. It was just like CIA, like agents, just like they just they stay, they have to stand there. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, dude, like that's that's crazy. Everyone, all the teachers always say when 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 she's mentioned that like, oh, I wonder how they're like how their holidays are because CIA are like yeah. his um like bodyguards always have to be next to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cost for like doing that, like how many taxpayers' dollars are going into yeah. just like protecting. You know, like everybody from like Trump yeah. down to down, like all the way down. To, yeah, mm-hmm. like, and like past, um, like presidents and like vice presidents, they get protection too, right? Yeah, I think so. Presidents like, definitely yeah, get protection. If they're like living 
uh, presidents like Obama, yeah. Bill Clinton, they get, like they all get, uh, like they have to have protection from. Uh, I wonder if they get protection if they're if they're removed from office, like impeached. Probably, I don't um, know. Uh, like, nah, I mean, I'm he's a, Trump's impeached, but he's still like yeah, he's, still, he's still in the White House. <laughs> yeah. so, I wonder why they have it like that. They shouldn't like call it like impeachment, like mm-hmm. I don't know, but. I think like I guess there's like two levels of impeachment. You know, you have to get it from both the House and the Senate. Yeah, that's like the checks and balances. Because like if, like like you said, uh, the Senate is mostly Republican, but the House is Democratic. Democratic. And so if you if the House gets like the majority of the power, mm-hmm. then uh, it's not fair for the Senate. But if if the Senate was the uh, Democratic too. Then yeah, be- my econ teacher he says like if the House and the Senate flips, mm-hmm. um, then and then something else. But I forgot. But he would say like if the if it flips, then I think uh, Trump would Trump wouldn't. I think it wouldn't get reelected. It would. I don't really know. But he would say something about that, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. He always dude. This dude. Um, he's like. Oh, if they, if a Democrat uh, gets elected, like one of like um, just any of them, he said they're trying to get rid of like the Second Amendment and stuff. So he's like, he's like, I'm gonna go buy a gun before, and then <laughs> yeah. so he's like, if, if they try to screw like my house or anything, I could have protection. I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, a lot of shit. people like uh, even like uh, Eddie Bravo, like he was yeah. saying some shit, like like he didn't want to like lose his protection like of, of his right for guns i mean i know it's like protected in the second amendment right mm-hmm. but people are are like taking it to another level mm-hmm. by like uh you know like thinking that the government is going to take away like all their all their rights from it but yeah you know it was such like an uh, old like um implemented amendment that like i don't know when it was implemented but it was probably in like the 1800s uh, no, no, no 17 uh, 1700s like Dang. it was at first it was like the art articles of confederation which was like made the government too weak yeah. and uh that led to you know like shay's rebellion and stuff they mm-hmm. teach you in school but uh after that, they realized the government was too weak and it couldn't like pay for the army or couldn't yeah. like afford to uh, stay in power. So then they needed this new Congress. government, and so they made like the constitution. Yeah. And in that, there was like the Bill of Rights. Oh yeah. yeah. And then that was from the yeah. Amendment One through Ten. Yeah. Did the. The I was in eight push last year. Yeah, I still yeah. don't remember. Like I, I remember some of this, but I have to like be, have it told yeah. to me. I don't. Really I mean, know. like for me, like I love uh, history. Like not just uh, American history, but like like all over the world, because mm-hmm. like there's so much to learn from other people's stories. Like yeah. it, history is just basically a lot of things. Uh, and history are, are repeated over and over again, like from thousands of years ago, you know, it might be in, in a different uh, situation, but you know, there were humans back then and there are humans today. Yeah. And uh, there's just so many stories to learn from, you know, like politics to like life lessons. And it's just uh, great to look at 
I mean, yeah. No, I don't like. I know in school they teach us like the history, like that's like white history right there. Yeah. Like, uh, like Western history where they like teach mm-hmm. you about Columbus and stuff like that, yeah, but so, they don't really go into like what really happened. Yeah. Like my dad always tells me about like, like obviously he doesn't know firsthand, but he would tell me that like stories that he's like it has to be true because um his grandpa is like dad their grandpas they would all pass on the same story so he's like he would he would say that like the they're called the uh, Jains or like saints um thousands of years ago in like India <laughs> and they would they'd be able to like they'd be so interconnected with themselves that and just practice meditation for hours on end that they'd be able to like just pretty much do whatever they want like they'd be able to he said they'd be able to levitate like over there I'm like damn like chill like is that possible like I mean I don't know but he would say that when you're that interconnected he's like like they look for solutions inside so they like they like meditate and they self-heal so there's anything like any problems they'll like self-heal and he told me this one story where this dude um barefoot like no he didn't bring no type of food anything no water he walked up to the to the himalayas not like all the way to the top obviously but he walked to one of like the plateaus or peaks he just sat there um in a meditative pose and meditated for like about 48 hours so two days and he had like a whole crowd around him after like the, the first day yeah and then he was just he was meditating he woke up just stood up and walked away and I'm like, yeah, he's like, damn, bro, how do you, how do you do that with no food, no water? Like, people say you can't live without water for three days. But obviously, I don't know if that story is true, but it, um, I want to believe it's true because there's so many different things that my dad's told me. And, like, also, um, that story of, like, Vasco da Gama, how he founded, like, he, he sailed all the way to India. Um, from, from what I know. What what actually happened was he was communicating with or this I forgot his name but it was someone from India who actually sailed there first. They met each other, and then he said, "Oh, there's this like, um, do you want me to take you to India? Like I came, and he's like, oh, that'd be great." So there, his Vasco, they basically escorted him to India. So his his ship was a small ship, like in the middle at, for their for their time and their their generation. Yeah, uh, he was Vasco like Portuguese. Gama, yeah, Portuguese. Portugal. To so they what they thought was big. That was Vasco da Gama. They thought that was high tech, and then they saw these Indian fleets, mm-hmm. and they were a good three times bigger. And there was four of them around Vasco da Gama's ship, and they escorted him to India. So like that shows like how they were, they were so advanced, but I don't know, they, they just, they lost it, dude, like, now, they, they still have everything, it's just so overpopulated that, and, like, I mean, it just started with the people becoming too greedy, yeah, like, and at the top, um, I know, like, like, the corruption there, and in a lot of third world countries, uh, you know, and it also has a lot to do with uh, the British control of, you know, they controlled, like, half the world, dude, yeah, like, at that small area just controls yeah, so much. just that one small island in northern Europe. Like, there was also um, this dude um, in the 19, 1900s, like, um, I think 1910, 1920, uh, 
he he was basically he was a mathematician from like from India. Mm-hmm. It's like a pretty trippy name. It's his name Srinivasa Ramanujan, mm-hmm. and he basically when he since he was uh, like a kid, he would just um, he didn't really like school. He didn't like learning. But then only thing he kind of, he liked was math, and he was never formally educated in it because he would go to school. They'd make him learn all that stuff, and he didn't like it. <laughs> um, so he like he he pushed through like school, but he would only focus on math. Um, and this dude, he was never really he was never really like educated or tutored or anything. But he would do these amazing like math problems and. He, he applied to two universities in India. They looked at his, all his other academics besides from math, and they were like, okay, no. So they denied him. Uh, he got accepted into one. They, he was failing all his other stuff. They, they kicked him out. So then um, famous mathematician in Britain at the time, uh, Godfrey Harding, um, he actually wrote, uh, uh, Ramanujan wrote a letter to him, and then with all with like a a letter with some notes about just formulas and like like um different yeah different different formulas like um what was it partitioning of numbers um infinite series just like modular functions modular functions from what i know are like the, the top of the math like you can't like it's basically like the quantum level of things like it's very complex and he would just do these and he and then Harding saw that letter and was like, "Oh my God!" He he brought him straight to like the their academy or whatever, and this dude ended up creating like he would, and the reason he could do these, but from what he said personally was that I would when in I'd have dreams and he'd be connected with this Indian god don't don't know who like the name of her, but he said he would be like connected with her and she show him these these equations he'd wake up all of a sudden and write them down he would never know how to prove them later they figured that out but they all ended up being true and like it's just crazy like this dude with no formal education he um he out he outmathed pretty much like um just geniuses that have been learning since they were kids so like that's a crazy story that um that i heard yeah like that's like a, I'm pretty sure it's like that's a born genius pretty much. Yeah. Um, but like more than that, he's, what he's figured out is like the power of the mind of just like focusing on, on what One you, thing, what, yeah. on what you really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And like, if you really focus on it and you really have a passion and you obsess over it, like that's, that's yeah, this, the key. Yeah. If you dream about something, like, yeah. like you gotta be day. thinking about it all day yeah, every yeah, day like that's why he couldn't focus on other subjects is because you know his passion his his like his life drive, is yeah. just uh doing like math and that's what he loved and like uh, like good people die young he died so he died like probably when he was 30 because he wasn't used to that like temperature in, in england <laughs> um and he got like pneumonia or something uh and passed but like this dude he created like partitioning of numbers which is pretty much if you if, if you want to find the partition of, of five so there's seven different ways you could you can get to uh, the number five so one plus one plus one and then like uh on and on and then like three plus two so there's seven different ways this dude found the formula for that and the formula has pi in it mm-hmm. like 
high as like the, the whatever like it has to do with the circle obviously yeah. and how can you how can you possibly think that finding the partition of numbers like pi would be in that formula so this dude was a genius like i don't know he just he he dreamt of it he like thought so deeply into it mm-hmm. so like yeah, it was crazy. And like all those people were impressed with them. But yeah, that was a pretty interesting story. Yeah, that's what like happens to a lot of people when you're really obsessed over it. Like, as, like in uh, mixed martial arts, uh, oh, like yeah. a lot of those fighters, like we saw the Conor McGregor fight. Dude. Like you had to be obsessed over your craft, yeah. like to do, to put your body through such yeah. physical limitations. You have to see yourself doing that in your mind. You got to believe in yourself and you got to really train. Yeah. And this dude, he was like, he's had like, he's like two time, two division, like champion. He's, he went through legal issues. He came back from that mm-hmm. and he's still like, he's had that. And, and he does it. He says he does it all for his family, like Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like he does it all for the reputation of them. So that's like a great, great way. And he's just like his mentality he goes in there trying to just rip, like rip off your face. Like he'll, he's, he's brutal until the ref stops him. He'll not, he'll not stop. Yeah. Um, but that, that's his craft. That's how he, like he was trained. He's so good at what he does. Um, speaking of UFC and like MMA, I'm actually, um, it's a free trial, but like, I love it at the UFC gym in Costa Mesa. Yeah. Um, how is it dude it's like their equipment is crazy and this octagon they have an octagon in there um, real life like it's 22 feet in diameter 22.5 or something like that mm-hmm. um, and so this thing it's actually huge and like um, they have this whole it used to be a Mitsubishi dealership so it was big and their whole back area um, is like just Muay Thai bags and like a bunch of different like equipment mm-hmm. Um and so, like, yeah, I just, I just pretty much like, I work out there. Um, they have like a, all the equipment you'd find in a gym, maybe like a little less, but they have each of everything. And then, um, I just, I, I go in the gym. Like, I was there for three hours, like two, two days ago, just yeah. grinding. Yeah. Like, I was just hitting the bag for an hour and thirty minutes. I've never had any training, but like. Uh, this could have sounded really stupid, but I play UFC three, and like I've always just like liked um, MMA and like Muay Thai, kickboxing. Um, my brother's friend, who's been kickboxing for a while, like I showed him a couple kicks, and he's like, "Dude, if you're this natural at it, like you should try it." So I got the free trial, um, and I, and it was it's so fun, like hitting the bag. Like after what happened to Kobe, I, I was there for like so long. Um, and just it's like the best stress reliever and also like I think meditation is but that's a whole nother topic but yeah it was just um, this UFC gym is really fun yeah Yeah, like martial arts in general like people think that it's like uh, something like it's like a fighting like you shouldn't that's what my dad thinks dude like it's just like fighting but this is like an art there's a reason why it's called martial arts you know it's because the, your body, you know, you have to train for this, and it's like certain movements that you do yeah. that really, uh, like, uh, empower your mind and your focus. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, when someone at the UFC gym in the locker, he told me because I told him basically my dad like isn't really fond of uh, of like MMA and stuff because he thinks that I'm I'm like 
he doesn't think that I'm going there socking people in the face, but when he just watches it, he like um, UFC fights, he's like, oh, it's too brutal. Like, I don't want you doing that. And I'm like, first of all, it's like the best form of exercise in my opinion. Like, I'll I'll be in there for 30 minutes hitting the bag, and I'll drip. I'll be dripping sweat while I'll be in the gym for like an hour, and I'll be like, I'll be like, just kind of like medium. Like, I'll be tired as hell, but I won't be pushing myself as much as the UFC gym. And so. I was just telling him this is such a good form of exercise and I'm not like, I'm just learning self-defense. Like it's an, it's an art. And basically this dude in the locker room, uh, he's a coach there. He was saying that, um, I was like, Oh, they were born and raised in India. They have a different mentality. And he's like, tell them that Indians like hundred thousand, like thousands of years ago, they were the first people who like, who had this martial art where, their army because they were defending from like uh, the Pakistanis like Middle East and later on Britain so they were they were trained to um, this art of, of martial arts where uh, and basically the, the Chinese they came and they they learned the art and they went back and they called it Kung Fu which is and then Kung Fu is a derivative of that so that like general art of Kung Fu actually derived from from India, which is which is pretty crazy. So I need to like I told my dad that, and he's like, "Yeah, I already knew that." I'm like, "Okay, so why? Like, what's your what's your discrepancy with this?" He's like, "I just don't like it." So it's pretty it's pretty hard convincing my dad, but I don't think I'm gonna get the full membership uh, because like it's like the basic one's ninety nine, but you don't get any free classes or anything. Mm-hmm. Se- second one, I'm talking about ninety nine dollars a month. Yeah. Second one's a one hundred twenty nine dollars a month. Third one's like two hundred, I think. Third one, you get all clubs and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, it's like I think it's I think it's worth it. Um, but like, but, but like, the fact that I I bought the two year membership at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, yeah. um, <laughs> it, like, uh, so I'm not trying to ball out again on UFC. Uh, honestly, like, what I'm gonna do is after my free trial soon i'm just gonna get a muay thai bag hang it in my backyard and just hit that because honestly that's like the the one thing i like i like the most about it and one thing i'll use but the plus thing, they have like uh like you could go to like classes too like yeah they, dude, have, they have so many classes like like um kickboxing beginner like fitness um fight do you have to get like the membership to do the classes yeah so with the 99 dollar membership you have to like pay for the classes i guess so no one gets that everyone gets the 129 dollar a month because that's when you get all the free classes all the classes for free actually so like there's so many classes like the jiu-jitsu classes that you do in the octagon um and like there, yeah like it's such a good thing to take advantage of if you actually like that so so um i guess look into that if you like it yeah and there's also like like uh like 10 planet fitness and all these other like uh like places where you could train like uh, eddie bravo he owns 10 planet and yeah uh and they specialize in like jujitsu brazilian jujitsu which is like the probably the best martial art for like fighting yeah because if you're in a street fight and you know jujitsu dude you're gonna get him on the floor there's so many different like arm bars, arm triangle, darts chokes, like just chokes. Yeah, there's a- that you can do. You could break someone's like every one of their bones if you know martial arts. Like if you can, if you can do ground play, 
that's what Joe Rogan actually advocates. Like he's like he would be in Taekwondo, yeah. um, and all these like um, Muay Thai and stuff. Um, but especially like he's like if you don't know the core, like which he thinks is like jujitsu and kickboxing. If you don't know that stuff, like Taekwondo is really gonna help you in self defense because you're gonna throw a spinning heel kick on someone in the street. And they know jujitsu. He said there's a hundred and ten percent chance they're gonna beat you because they get you on the ground. He's like, that's what happened to me when I first started training, um, like um, actual like fighting. Everyone would beat the hell out of him on the ground um, because he didn't really know. He only knew how to throw throw like dam- like highly damaging kicks. But if you land that, uh, good. But if you don't, and they get you on the floor, it's a disadvantage. So um, learning all that stuff will make you like the biggest powerhouse but learning only one or two of the arts mm-hmm. is uh it's an um advantage but you won't make the most out of it but like yeah joe rogan his yeah, videos that's why he's friend with like eddie bravo because oh, yeah. eddie bravo like taught him yeah, and also he teaches like, him. his other friends yeah like on his on his podcast like um and no he talks about it but like in one of his videos um it would show him in like in, in the gym like throwing like spinning back uh like uh sidekicks and stuff yeah he generates like so much power dude it's it's insane like you've probably seen those videos yeah so i mean like he's been training since he was like 15 i think and like he he was competing too like that was like he was competing in taekwondo like tournaments he was like uh i don't think i think he was a national champion Mm-hmm. or state probably like i think he, he has a yeah. couple state championships and stuff too but uh yeah like to be like that was like his main focus from like 15 to like 21 like he was just doing that and like when he started like commentating for the ufc like the ufc is like a pretty new like league really yeah. it started in like the 90s yeah and uh, like that's when people started figuring out like all these all these martial arts there are a bunch of different martial arts like mm-hmm. kung fu uh you know uh jujitsu uh, um is everything good yeah okay uh like jujitsu and, and all these different arts and this is where like everybody came together and you get you got to see like uh which art was like the dominating art and yeah. you know jujitsu and so and yeah. a lot of different arts uh you know what krav maga is or like yeah i think that's what it's called it's like um that's like pretty much um the the art of like killing someone like going into a fight and using any object near you just basically like breaking like their body mm-hmm. um so that's what like some of like the army and like the middle east like um uh that's what that's what they learn like krav maga that's like the hardest most hardcore uh, way of fighting if you know that and you're in usc like you'll probably you'll probably do good because you're going in there knowing that you're gonna hurt this person so it's like it's pretty yeah that art form is pretty crazy i don't know too much about it but yeah Yeah. like martial arts is just an amazing art form that if you're interested Mm -hmm. you should definitely give it a try like even just a little bit of it uh you know it's a good exercise for a lot yeah. of people and you know you develop your body right and you also learn self-defense which yeah. is important as well it's like a whole package of benefits <laughs> yeah but also like just working out at the gym that's like um i'm starting to do that like pretty consistently 
I wouldn't go that much. But yeah, now I'm now I'm getting to go. Like you you work out a lot too, man. Twenty four hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like just exercising a lot. Like uh, even if like you if you haven't exercised at all in the past and you're you know you're nervous of like going to the gym, you know just like do just start up Make your, by doing like push-ups and sit-ups yeah. in your house and just just tell yourself go to the gym just tell yourself i'm gonna go to the gym for five just tell yourself i'm gonna go to the gym for five minutes and then you're gonna think oh dude i'm at the gym already might as well just go so just just go to the gym do 10 push-ups and if you want to leave you can leave but since you're already at the gym you might as well just go so have that mindset of all right i'm gonna just go to the gym today whatever whatever i do i'm gonna do and so, and then once, and then you'll start like developing like the love for it mm-hmm. and then you'll just start going. Um, and then, yeah, you'll start implementing eating healthy. So it's all just like a journey, but the main yeah. thing is getting it, stepping foot in that yeah, gym. Just one step at a time. Like, you know how to do, you know, like the most uh, weight, you know, start yeah. off light and just build up from there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the beginning I started, I think at, when I was like 13 years old. I didn't do like heavy yeah. weights. Bro, I couldn't even I couldn't even freaking bench like the the bar, bro. And I'm a big dude. Like I was so weak. Like like that. But that was when I was like 15. Like I could I could do like five, ten reps of that, just just the bar. But now I could obviously do more. But this came with progress. So yeah, don't put yourself down for that. Just keep going. Yeah, that's all part of the process. So, and then you'll see like as as the results develop, you'll see the change in your like attitude like and yeah. you'll be more positive because exercising and getting your body active that plays a big part in uh your mind as well yeah and it's very important to do that's true yeah one thing joe rogan talks about a lot is psychedelics like is what's your opinion on that what you uh he says I, psychedelics <laughs> like it depends like a lot on what kind it is like yeah of like mushrooms mm-hmm. what's, your, what's your like thought on that he talks so much about it i mean it's i think it's like a good experience to have like at least like once in your in your lifetime yeah yeah uh, like what he uh he says he has like the i think it's like the santa claus like some theory about it where in like um in the north uh area like of scandinavia and stuff um these like that they're the species of mushroom called Amanita muscara. Um, it's a it's a, a red mushroom with a red red um, like red coloring and then white spots on it. And so it kind of um, resembled the color of like Santa. And so basically they would say these shamans they would they would go and they would eat these they would eat these mushrooms. Um, and then they would they would trip out obviously, and and then they would it became a tradition to annually go to go around to people's people's houses or um, wherever people lived, and then go and and so the snow the snow it snows a lot there so it's up in the north so the snow would be covering their doorway they'd get through the chimney, um, and so these shamans would come in and they'd have like, they'd have the sack of mushrooms um, that they collected and they'd either, they'd either trip out and just, and then just give them, give, 
these um, citizens advice or they give them the mushrooms and then just, just tell them like what to think about and stuff, just a bunch of different stuff that they did. But um, then, yeah, he would go around to these houses and when, when you, when you trip and then take a piss, you're like all the, the psilocybin, the chemical um, and psilocin is still in like the, the pee. And basically these rain, there's so many reindeer up there that they would trip out. They would, they would, be like fiends for it pretty much they would literally stand by the people who take it they drink their yeah they drink their pee they literally drink their pee and they they trip out and basically it was a rumor that they felt like they were flying and so all this like pieces together in some odd way but basically and so when, whenever he'd annually go they'd they'd have a feast for the shaman who was there, who would give them the advice on the mushrooms. Um, so when they have a feast, you get larger and larger and larger every time. And then, um, yeah, so that's just like, that's a stereotype. Santa's fat. It's just like, he's got flying reindeer. Um, he's red, he's red and white. The stuff, like what he wears is red and, red and white, which is the color of amnito mascara. Um, and the chimney part where it's too much snow, so he goes down the chimney. And then, yeah, they, they make a feast for him, just like we put out cookies for him at night. Like, they made a feast for him. Um, so, yeah, it was just like that's an interesting thing that uh, Joe Rogan um, talks about. And one thing, another thing he's talked about was um, with um, Paul Stamets. Um, he's a myconologist pretty much like mycelium is the is something in uh mushrooms uh and so he studies that and basically he was uh they were talking about something called the stoned ape theory and that's like a pretty um like controversial theory uh so uh most of you are are probably not gonna like believe it be really skeptical i don't truly believe it but it's pretty interesting so basically the the premise of it is that the the gen the people um the humans behind us were called homo erectus and they they wouldn't like they didn't really have language this was like probably two hundred thousand years ago or so they they weren't developed as us they didn't have um drawings they didn't have like pictography they didn't have um like develop developed language they didn't have art they didn't have a lot of these things that that we that homo sapiens have developed so basically what um uh paul stanley's terrence mckenna was terrence mckenna he was like um uh basically just someone who like really smart dude actually like if you listen to some of his podcasts like the way he speaks is very like sharp um so he was he would test out a bunch of different psychedelics and he came up with this theory uh, stone date theory. So these these Homo erectus they would they would go around and um, as they were shifting through the um, through wherever they lived they they'd immigrate and they'd come aco- um, um, upon these uh, these mushrooms and there's hundreds of thousands of different species. Um, there's like thousands of psychedelic ones. So they they're curious. They'd eat them and they they trip out and basically when you eat when you eat psychedelic mushrooms, uh, 
or any psychedelic in general, your your brain complexity increases. So right, so like your brain complexity is um, is at where it's at, and then when you take these psychedelics, it increases so much. So you're using more of your brain, way more actually of your brain. That's why when you trip, you see a bunch of things. But uh, so they're saying that you they would take this, they'd increase their brain complexity, and then. They'd, they'd take them and take them, not obviously every day, but they would they would keep taking them and it kept increasing their, their brain. And that's that's pretty much how we developed into Homo sapiens. And that's how we, that's, that's like kind of, yeah, that, that's part of it. Obviously evolution, everything like survival, the fittest, all that was implemented in it. But they're saying that this, this was a big, not a big part of it, but at least a part of it that the way we evolutionized, the way we started implementing language and a bunch of things that we have now um, that Homo erectus didn't have was uh, was through the through psychedelic mushrooms and got, all that. We had to have like complex thoughts. Yeah, different. And it's called ideas. like stoned ape theory because like um, I think even back then when when it was just like apes. Um, they would be curious. They would, they would go around climbing trees and stuff. Like mushrooms come on, uh, grow on trees uh, as well. So they'd, they'd eat these mushrooms, trip the hell out, and then just kind of get smarter and smarter, increasing their brain complexity. So that's one theory that's like very interesting. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my Terrence McKenna with the stone date theory. So Den- Dennis McKenna, his brother, actually like he thinks it's a little far fetched, but he kind of does does believe in like a little bits of it that it's scientifically proven it increases your blank complexity. So uh, it's a pretty interesting thing, and that's what mushrooms. Yeah. So yeah, mushrooms have psilocybin, and it turns into psilocin. So yeah, it's pretty yeah, really, pretty interesting. You know, it gives so. you like a different experience, um, but. Like there's a lot of books that he wrote too. Like, oh yeah, this dude wrote so many bro, his, plus like, books. Like I recommend listen to one of his podcasts. Like the, he sounds way different than he looks. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny, but yeah, he said it says like he died in like 2000. Yeah, yeah. but he was he was like a a genius pretty much. Like he was so he was super smart, and him and his buddies like they would just try out different like psychs. Um, and so, yeah, they would try like LSD, which is lysergic acid, dithalamide, and then also DMT, which is, and then dimethyltryptamine. And so basically what I was reading earlier that you actually produce through like your pineal gland, humans produce DMT in their body. Um, so when, when they have like psychosis and stuff, that's, that might be, scientists think that might be a, a reason that they're seeing all that stuff but yeah i was reading about that and i was also there's also this in the sonora desert and like the call uh colorado area there's this there's this toad scientific name is uh bufo uh alvirus and basically this um this toad it's through its through its glands it secretes this this toxin and that toxin is is Five meo uh, DMT, which is five meth oxy, and then dimethyltryptamine. So that's the one of the biggest like hardcore 
hallucinogenics in the world. So they, what the um, people in the Sonora, um, Sonora Desert area, they'll get these toads and they like, they squeeze their glands, rub it on glass. Um, and then when, when they rub it on glass, um, what, yeah, so when they rub it on the glass and it dries out, it turns into the powder. Um, DMT is in a powder. So they'll scrape it off and, and they, they smoke it. And it just like, it trips them out. Like it's such a mindset changer. Like it'll um, make you, I, I've obviously never tried it, but they, they, they say it, it changes your mindset. Like it could be like most of the time. Your yeah. Perspective yeah. Like. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get. It was, it broadens like your perspective. It makes you see things in a way that you've never seen. Cause we have this tunnel vision way of seeing things. We may not know it, but it, it's true. Mm-hmm. But when you take these things, it broadens your perspective so much. And like, um, you get to, you get to see like different dimensions and different things, uh, geometrical shapes and just a bunch of, a bunch of things, um, through, through these psychedelics. Um, and so also there's this, there's this thing that, um, the Amazonian, Amazonian people use, um, called it's a, it's a, it's a medicinal, like spiritual medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, they make it into a tea called ayahuasca. Um, And there's this, it's, it derives from the, there's a scientific name for it, but it's, it's called B. Capi or B. Capi. Um, I think it's Capi and it's called, it's a vine. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they get this vine and it, it basically, it has this, um, mino aminase or, or mono, uh, aminase oxidase inhibitor. So it's a MAOI. And basically when you take, well, if you try to orally ingest DMT, your, your enzyme, your, uh, mono aminase, I think it's called look at MA. M A O I S. M A O I O I. Yeah. Yeah. Monoamine uh, oxidase inhibitor. So, mono monoamine oxidase enzyme is in your body, and when you orally ingest DMT, it um it metabolizes it way too quickly for you to feel anything. But this this inhibitor in in the B capi um, vine actually allows you to orally ingest um uh dmt and basically there's there's this thing in the vine um another scientific name i forgot it but it basically allows you to get the is the dmt side of it um and so you you make it into a tea or they make it into a tea and they'll they'll drink it during their like rituals and their their spiritual gatherings and stuff and basically like like if we go to the Amazon right now and meet with them, like there, and you walk into, you hike into the forest or something, they're gonna be seeing, like, way different. Not, I'm not talking about while they're tripping, but just their their perception of things. Like looking at like a leaf, they'll be thinking way different than what you're thinking of that of looking at that same leaf. So it's a big perspective changer, and they believe so um, highly of it and uh, so spiritually that they actually feed a teaspoon of uh, the ayahuasca tea to their newborn babies. Damn. Newborn babies. Like, they'll just open their mouth, feed it to them. 
babies will trip out and they don't do this every day it's only when like in gatherings and stuff maybe mm -hmm. annually or like yeah it's um, like a semi-annually spiritually like religious but, thing yeah yeah that's what they that's what they use it for so um and you could only get it in in, the, in like the amazonian era that vine or somewhere in like the maryland main area mm -hmm. um and there's actually shamans up in that area where they get the vine and they actually make the ayahuasca and stuff because um, it's like their own religion, like they're shamans, so they practice their own thing. So that they're like allowed to, I guess, to do that. Um, but yeah, that's there's only certain places where you can where you can experience that. So I think I don't know if Joe Rogan has done it, but um, one of his. One of the people on Joe Rogan's podcast, Graham Hancock, like his intellect, his diction is just crazy. Like this dude's, he's so smart. Um, and he's, he's took um, uh, mushrooms, a bunch of different kind, um, uh, LSD and then DMT. Mm -hmm. And I think he's tried the five Mio DMT too, the hardcore stuff from the toad. And He's all he's tried like different doses dosages of that, and he's also tried microdosing. And what he says about um, microdosing is uh, basically where you take for for a one to two month process, you'll take 0.4 to 0.8 grams of of a psychedelic. I'm talking about mushrooms here, where you take 0.4 to 0.8 uh, grams of a mushroom every four days for two months and then you just stop for at least six months and basically he says it like it heightens your your brain complexity and it never goes down it, it's not like it heightens it after six months or after a certain amount of time it goes down he says it just stays there and he says i can notice that after like not right away obviously but months later he'll notice that his ability to um for cognitive like uh, reception and being able to memorize things, read something and remember it is just way up, like out of, out of the, out of the charts, you know? So he was just, he was saying that it, it truly does increase your brain complexity and like it allows for, um, memorizing things, uh, very fast. So yeah. that was so interesting. And, and like, you, this dude is not stupid. Like you could tell by the way he speaks on his name is Graham Hancock. On watch one of his like Joe Rogan podcasts, like this is very smart, and so yeah, that was just that was just really interesting to me. So there's a whole like world of um of like psychedelics and stuff that the I think the government has put like a very bad label on it where it can like help it, it can help some people stereotyped it in a way yeah of, like it being. Like the, the stupid, pe the stupid people who take psychedelics are the ones who say, "Oh, I'm trying to get fucked up. I'm trying to, I'm trying to take this and just trip out for like ten hours or like trip out for a while." But like the smart people, they either do it for, for helping their disorders or do it spiritually, trying to get something good out of it, which is what I think the way you should be taking it. Because it, but, it's like natural too, right? Yeah, it's natural. Like shrooms grow in such a way as as like humans grow like there's it's very similar um like that's what um joe rogan talks about that's what a couple other people talk about but yeah like um terence mckenna's brother dennis mckenna um he's still alive and he talks about he talks a lot on joe rogan's podcast some interesting stuff on there yeah like i watched this video right here 
Uh, oh yeah, I watched like that, that too. The Vice one. Yeah. This dude went to reporter went to the um, the Sonora Desert and the Seri community of the Sonora Desert, and he basically he tried. And this doctor, he's known for helping people like this who want to try it out. He guides them through it. He goes take he he lights it and makes you take three puffs like everyone says who's took it on like Reddit and everything they say like that third that third hit is like the hardest but that's the breakthrough hit pretty much um, like like they you said not to exhale just like yeah keep just keep in. just keep it in and then yeah. once that third hit he just he lets it go and, and then, then boom just, like, like you just your out. life changes right there so. Yeah, like uh, we both we both seen this video. It's pretty crazy. It's on. Yeah, you guys could check it out on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's called like, "Getting High with Hallucinogenic Toad Prophet." <laughs> yeah, on, so, from Vice. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. Good video to check out if you're interested. Yeah, but the fact that like a toad can secrete like a a toxin or um this this sort of chemical mm-hmm. and make you. Like, who would have thought of this? Like, who, who thinks of this? Like, this had to... Like, I bet somebody just, like, picked up a toad or something and then, like, it just, like, uh, went in their mouth or whatever. No, but that's the thing. This this DMT can't, can't be orally ingested unless you have the uh, amino, uh, monoamines uh, oxidase inhibitor. Really? Uh, yeah, so I don't know how, like... Like someone's like, okay, I'm gonna smoke this 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 like toxin once it dries up. So something that I want to learn about that, but it's um it's pretty crazy. And another thing Terrence McKenna said is is how like mar- like people smoke marijuana way too frequently. Like people, it becomes an everyday thing of their life. But what Terrence McKenna said is it could be something spiritual and and very medicinal. Um, if you, if you just didn't do it for, if you did it in like segments of three, like six months or two years, basically like, um, he said you have to wait and you have to like get it, get it out of your system. And like, just like with any other psychedelic, you, you build such a tolerance to it. Um, not as quickly with psychedelics, you can build such a tolerance to it. You have to wait at least two, three weeks or else. Like if you take one, take one the next day to take the same thing the next day, it's not going to, it's not going to affect you. You're just going to be wasting it. So Chance McKenna would say that um, if you like don't smoke weed and then take like, like three, four, like huge hits, like it can, it can put you on like the spiritual level of, um, uh, of just like getting high. So um, yeah, he was, he was just saying that. So people think that it's not like, it's not very like spiritual and it's just like, you're just getting high. If you, Maybe try this out, like don't do it for three months, which is tough for, for um, chronic yeah. chronic users. But like if you want to try that, then then you can go ahead and try it. Or look up Terrence McKenna and his um his his uh like his thoughts on, on on weed. So yeah, that's pretty interesting for any of you yeah. smokers out there. Yeah, he's wrote a ton of books like this dude's wrote so many books. Also, um uh, Aldous Huxley, I think that's how you say his first name, Aldous. Um, he's he's like from the UK, and he's wrote. He's took uh, I think mycelium. I think it was, no. Yeah, he, look, look up Aldous Huxley because he took he took some psychedelic. It's different from shrooms. 
LDOUS OUS like that. Look this dude. He took um this book called The Doors of Perception. So the Doors of Perception. Look, this is Wikipedia thing where he took I think I was right. Yeah, oh no, it was mescaline. So mescaline is uh is different from mushrooms. It comes from like the peyote cactus. Like um, I don't know if you guys played like GTA where you could eat those like hidden peyotes and trip out. Um, but like yeah, uh, it comes from the peyote cactus, and it's basically like it's kind of similar to the effects of um, mushrooms and psilocybin, but it's just um it's different at the same time. I don't really know like um like everything about it, but this book called Doors of Perception by him, I'm going to read that soon. Uh, it's just about his journey, and it, I think it's based in Hollywood. And this dude took it, and he was just um, he was just documenting his journey, I guess, in this book, and then the second part of it is called Heaven and Hell. So this dude, just from that title, just from these two titles, like it, I think that this dude experienced some crazy stuff went on it, so um yeah i want to read about this and then um there's another book um by carlos castaneda uh carlos and it's called the uh uh castaneda yeah it's called the um the adventures of yeah the teachings of the teachings of don juan and apparently that's another documentation of um, I think some sort of psychedelic. It might be so sudden, but yeah, there's just the, this is <laughs> my my art teacher, um, uh, Mr. Pia. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, uh, just he, the teacher. Yeah, just the teacher. He he recommended like these. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he he recommended like some of these uh, some of these books mm-hmm. to me. Like he was like, hey, if you're like. Um, want to learn learn something and try like read these books he's read them and like he said in in college him and his buds would just would take psychs and I'm like damn that's pretty crazy mm-hmm. like he he's he's open to me with talking like I've just met him this year but he's like like we could have some open conversations which is cool with like a teacher so yeah this dude's super nice and he said to read about these two people so yeah, yeah that's something that was a long talk on psychedelics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else is there? Um, like, to me, like, psychedelics, like, I, I heard this somewhere, like, I forgot who it was, but, like, he said, uh, most people, they, they look at life and their own perception, their own view, mm-hmm. and most people, they look at things how they think they are, not the way they actually are. Mm-hmm. And if you... If you can allow yourself to, like, maybe some people can get in that state of mind without, like, yeah. without, like, drugs. Like, it's through meditation and yeah, other practices, exactly. but that takes, you know, a lot more work oh, uh, yeah. mentally. And on this Reddit community, um, like, this DMT Reddit community, everyone says, like, like, they reach that point where their ego just dies. And that's, like, mm-hmm. that's probably everyone's, like, not everyone's goal. But that's probably a goal that you should have because, like, yeah. everyone has ego whether they know it or not. Like, they're trying to impress some people. They're trying to um, show people that they could do this, do that. Um, 
So like when when your ego dies, I think I've never experienced that. But like when they say like you reach that like tipping point off of DMT and your ego dies, like they become a super changed person. Mm-hmm. So like like I wonder how that is. Like that's pretty that's pretty crazy off of um the DMT. Yeah, that's what happened to Mike Tyson. Like yeah, he, a lot he of people it. talked about it. Like popular people, like the Joe Rogan, like he took it. I don't I I don't think he's reached like that point yet but he says he's going to like he's going to take take more at once because yeah you got to take like a good amount like at least 3 hits but it's so hard because like <laughs> you feel it instantly like after everyone says after the second hit like you just want to stop cuz like cuz you already feel so like you're seeing so much shit at once like <laughs> like apparently you like you feel like you just like your body just moves forward like your soul just goes to another place and then just just retracts all at once and then you're like what the hell just happened yeah like uh mike tyson he told the story like that before he took it as like the he was like the biggest you know fighter of all like of all time really um and people used to always uh like regard him as the best and he would have this huge ego of just like he's the best he's the best fighter he could do anything he wants and then like that leads to unhappiness for him like it led to unhappiness yeah and he realized like that he needs to think that uh needs to change his perception and that dmt allowed him to change it and he he realized like uh the perspective of all of life that you gotta understand other people's perspectives and think in a positive way and it really like changed his his life yeah that's true I'm like, all right, so moving on from this topic of psychedelics, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out if you thought this was interesting. But um, so you guys both, you go to uh, Cal State Fullerton. So like I applied there. I'm a senior in high school. So um, I got pre-selected. I got a letter um, pre-selected for the business honors program, which you're in. Mm-hmm. And uh, on last Wednesday, I had an interview with um dr lorenzo busy who was actually on the podcast and i told him about it he's like oh i'm so um ecstatic to be talking to sham's cousin (laughs) he's like he's a great guy and then so we had the interview and he's like okay i like your like leadership and like he's like because i had this save the planet club at my school and all that um and so he's like yeah like you're you're pretty much in you just have to finish this online application and then uh, just wait for Fullerton to accept accept you. He's like, they're going to accept you because um, you're pre-selected. Um, and then he said, like, yeah, and then you can make the decision if you want to come. So my brother is actually going to be a senior here next year. He's going to be a sophomore. Sham's going to be a sophomore. And then uh, I'll, if I come, I'll be a freshman. And then we're thinking <laughs> of uh, pledging to the same frat, huh? Mm-hmm. We're, we're thinking of pledging to my brother's frat. So that'd be, like, that'd be super cool because he'd be our big um our big brother and then um yeah he would just like that that would be really fun so i might consider doing that but I'll, i'm gonna wait till like i applied to san diego state which i'm really considering and then a couple ucs so yeah. i'm just i'm just waiting on that but uh that interview went well and like i'm pretty pretty glad that i that i got accepted and stuff because this, like, this the third, um, the Mihalo or whatever, uh, is that how you say it? Mihalo? Mihalo, yeah. Uh, Mihalo, like, the school of business is, like, the third third best business school in the nation. Mm-hmm. 
um it's like yeah people go work for like google like boeing and like big big comps big companies corporations um from from this um program that they have so i think it'll lead to some good stuff but yeah, yeah like it's just getting it's just getting like more and more competitive as yeah yeah time progresses like uh, I wonder how like our kids like how's dude we're gonna have to be in like a they're gonna have to be another level right of smartness like people are realizing it's clicking for them that like school like it doesn't yeah, really so people are starting e-commerce and like, like it stocks and yeah like they realize now more than ever like this is the time where you could do what you want like this was not uh, a possibility like even like 50 years ago before you had to you know like go to school and get a job and that was like what was set for you yeah. and you weren't able to you know do what you really wanted but uh we live in probably the best time like in my opinion to be alive is right now like yes we have our problems and stuff like yeah. there's there's things that go that are going on that are bad but it's not as bad as what was before yeah. and in like some other countries like experiencing yeah. stuff that we would only experience in in hell i guess yeah like so, yeah it's thankful yeah especially over here yeah, yeah but like stuff is changing like my my friend he does foreign exchange um trading so it's called forex mm-hmm. trading trades currencies basically um and so he yeah he trades he's only like 17 he's under someone else's account but he's he's learning like every day and this dude he's making like he's making um profits but is there's something called the lot size basically how much money you're betting or like how much money you're putting in and then risking um so he he's only doing dollars at a time not like hundreds of dollars but yeah he's he's making profit and he's like right now i'm just trying to like master the art because it's like it's basically just analysis and like knowing patterns that he's learning from like this um, company called the trade house. Um, and so, yeah, so I think I want to like get into that in like this summer, um, when all the school stuff's done, um, and just like e-commerce, like uh, buying and selling, trying to sell my dad's product, the CBD product, um, from his store like online trying to get some more business like using social media um yeah yeah, so just so i could like experiment on things because like i'm young so we have the we have age on our side like gary v says like we have time and age and our advantage at this age like there's no competition he's like there's no um yeah it's not a competition for who can be a millionaire first and who could marry first and who could have a family first it's like Gary V was in his 30s, like 32 or something, before he left his dad's liquor store. Like, mm-hmm. everyone would think, like, what the hell are you doing at, at 30 years old, not even with a like, stable job? But he said that's not how it is. So you just got to self-assessment and self-worth and yeah, self-interest. You got to know, you know, you know what you like. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I don't know what I like for sure, but I, I'm going to find out through experimenting with all this stuff because that's the only way you could find out, I guess. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid of failing. Yeah, like, dude. It takes, like, it's like, like every successful person failed, dude. Yeah. Every successful person failed. No, nobody that's ever been successful has Unless just it was gotten, handed it to you. Like, and even then, even then, like, he's failed 
countless amounts of time yeah, through business through, like business ventures through this through the things lesson. failing things always it? fail like life is always going to change yeah. and it's not what happens to you that makes a difference in your life it's what you do about it that yeah. will change your life so it's you act action but yeah bill ackman um when he shorted herbalife this dude lost over a billion dollars and he was um he was obviously like like so like mad and sad but he moved on this is a, a head fund um owner of a head fund head fund hedge fund yeah i can't even say it <laughs> hedge fund um yeah like so yeah there's just countless examples and like um yeah so about like school too like so, um he was my friend who does the forex trading he's like he's still in school but he doesn't he he doesn't want to go to college and stuff he's like it's not for me like he's like i want to do e-commerce and like selling um uh just a bunch of a bunch of different stuff i'm like getting into this market so i'm like yeah mm-hmm. that's good so yeah for some of you like hate school like just just try different things um find something you like because yeah, okay. school isn't for everyone but mm-hmm. it's I just i like i just love learning so if i can go to school and just learn like Right now, like, I didn't know I liked physics so much, but I'm in physics, and I'm, like, the smart, like, I don't want to brag, but I have the best grade in, like, the class, and I'm really, like, attentive, and I, I'm understanding everything, like, really well. So I love physics, and, like, I was just reading about, like, string theory and, like, um, just a bunch of different, like, um, quantum mechanics and quantum com- quantum computing and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was... It's, it's super interesting. So, like, just finding finding what you like. Like, I also love econ, so I think I'm going to do, like, business econ um, and uh, as my major and try to learn into that. And then minor in Mandarin because I, I studied Mandarin for um, four years in high school, uh, or eighth grade through 11th grade. And then, so, yeah, that was fun. But about, like, that physics stuff, like, I was reading, you know what quantum computing is? No. Um, so I'm not. I'm no physicist, and I've like the very basic. under under basic knowledge <laughs> of it. But it's like basically a regular computer uh, op, like operates through like something called bits, or basically like it, it uses bits, and bits are basically a, um, zeros and ones. And so when you search something up, when you type in like the letter A, when you like click something do anything on your computer it, it formulates a bunch of different zeros and ones um and then code. yeah it's a code and it finds out like what you want to do and it happens instantly um back then computers they took time to do that they figured out a way to do it very quickly so this quantum computing quantum means like the i guess it's like a the most the most basically like, or the, no the most complex or um small smallest yeah smallest part of like an atom or smallest part of something the deepest part of something so um when uh when like so quantum computers use qubits qubits are basically um say a good example is when you when you spin a coin and and it lands it could either land heads or tails so that's the concept of zeros and ones but when you or when yeah, when you flip a coin and it lands, it, says it can be heads or tails, which is zeros and ones. But when you spin a coin and you try to determine while it's spinning what side 
um, what side is heads or tails, what side you're looking at, if it's heads or tails, that's virtually impossible. It's moving too quick. So when, when you, uh, when it's, when you're quantum computing, it's, and using qubits, it's basically using three different, uh, things all at once, superpositioning, entanglement, and interference. I, that's like the three things I know. I don't know anything about them, like, um, uh, very complexly, but, um, basically it allows, it allows the computer to act super fast and finish like crazy calculations. And it's so there's like this impossible test that um, Google made their quantum computer do. Um, I think this was like, I don't know if it was recently, but they made, they, they have a quantum computer and they made it do it. Uh, and it finished it in like two minutes. And then they said it would have took, it would have took like uh, over like 10,000 years for, for a regular, the highest supercomputer of a regular computer to do it. But IBM was like, oh no, it would have, it would have took our supercomputer like two days. Um, but like, that's still crazy that this quantum computer did something in two minutes where it would have took two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so a like, level of advancement. Like, yeah, we're advancing this is, so much. <laughs> like in the past, what, like 20 years from like not having any digital, like uh, consumer, like centric devices to now yeah. everything's digital, everything, every information you could possibly think of like you could find on on the internet and you could connect with so many people around the world i mean it's just a great time to you know learn like you said learning is everybody should want to have want to learn and have the excitement for learning if you think you know if you think you know everything you don't know everything yeah, and it's not even about knowing everything. It's just about the excitement yeah. and the process of trying to learn it is mm-hmm. more important than uh, than the uh, actually knowing it. Go out and figure it out, and yeah, and try everything you can because that's what life's all about. Mm-hmm. And then also the um, so I mentioned string theory, which I always also don't really know much about. I read like two three articles, but string theory is I guess the the most um, like well-written um, concept of concept of quantum mechanics. So quantum mechanics is basically quantum physics. So it's it's intertwined. Um, uh, and string theory is uh, basically you're saying that every it's it's the best way of quant- so quantum mechanics is is probably the most like um, truthful and like um, uh, well like well-based, um, a supported, supported thing. Um, but when you implement gravity into it, it becomes, it throws everything off. So string theory is, is the best theory of, um, quantum mechanics when implemented, when implementing gravity. So it's saying that this is very basic. It's saying when you, when you go, when you keep subdividing something, so your, your atom, your atom is a nucleus, it has protons and electrons and all that, like haptons and like basons. Those are like, those are very like complex things, but basically, uh, no, protons and electrons. So inside of those, like you keep, if you keep subdividing it, ultimately they're saying it, it's all just a string and it's vibrating at different frequencies and modes. And so these are called like, um, 
uh, quarks. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, the 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 premise of it is like if you keep subdividing something, ultimately we're all just we're all just a string vibrating at different frequencies, and so like it's such a complex like theory if you want to get into it, which like I'm just I'm still reading about it, but it's um and watching videos, but there's this video by um World Science Festival called What Is String Theory. It's it's like a good animation of it. Um, dude explains it really well. It's only like a two minute video, but it's like so crazy to think that um, we're all just pretty much like a string vibrating in a different frequency. Because when you keep subdividing something, how long, how much can you subdivide it until? There's see, that's there. like yeah, that's like what that's why quantum is so is such a hard thing because. Quantum is the smallest part of something, but how do we know it's the smallest? Because you can keep going deeper, you know? So um, string theory, I think, and what um, professionals think is the best way to grasp everything um, in physics where, uh, yeah, it's like the framework of, of physics, basically. Like everything, everything makes sense with the string theory when you implement gravity. So like when... In space, we live a three-dimensional world, but in space, in space-time, it's four-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like all these, like Einstein and like um, physicists, they were just like um, they they were just talking about space-time and all that. And so, it was super like that's super uh, interesting. Neil deGrasse Tyson, he said, I think there are like eleven dimensions. Yeah, in total, and like sh- that are that scientists are aware of. The thing about there's also something called super string theory, which is like, really? yeah. So that's like it's saying there's so when when you say there's there's a string theory, it's like um, the the conclusion is that there's 26 or like 22 dimensions, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. So people are saying that there's actually four, and like those other dimensions don't really exist. Like, and so that's where it's like super confusing, but. Uh, when there's that many dimensions, yeah, like, like that's so microscopically yeah. like, like advanced. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he said that like we can't like show it, like we can't comprehend yeah. it in our mind because what it looks like. But the math it works out like when when yeah. the math they do uh, to see how many dimensions there are, like it it works out. But like it's pretty impossible for our mind in this three D world to imagine what 11 dimensions looks like. Yeah, because we're, we're only seeing things through light shines on it, it reflects off of it, and it goes to our eyes, um, and then we see it. But when, when, it, when you're trying to look at something so microscopic, um, like those dimensions, um, it's impossible because light can't reflect off of it. Light will go around it. It's too, believe it or not, it's too small to, for light for it to even reflect off of so that's where it's like very like um, crazy and like how we can't um, see things that small and so it's it's just controversial as to what's what's true and what's not true. But yeah, that's my freaking <laughs> talk on string theory of a, the most basic level. Yeah, I mean, probably got some things wrong, but yeah, you guys don't could quote me. Look it up if you're interested. Yeah. But physics in general, like I, I it's like enjoy, the universal language, so yeah. like everything makes sense. Like I enjoy like learning 
uh, about it, but like I'm not so invested about like the complex theories of yeah. how it actually like the math of it all. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoy like fun thinking about the theories and like uh, figuring out questions of like why things are as they are and uh, what can make them different or how did they come to be. And yeah. it's a important subject, but like at the same time, you got to realize like. And like this, what Neil deGrasse Tyson said. He said, like some things in the universe are meant to just be unknown. Yeah. Like you, it's just like sometimes it's too complex for us to imagine. Yeah, just, like that's why there's like a big uh, debate on how the universe even started. Mm -hmm. Like it's the some people say it's the Big Bang, and there are a lot of theories on it. But you know, well, <laughs> we never really would know exactly how it happened mm -hmm. but yeah yeah that's so true minutes, okay and more <laughs> Same. Are gonna die, okay putting that out there okay oh, it's gonna be two hours really yeah two hours jesus Daniel can talk forever, man. Damn, oh, man. sam is over here sam is <laughs> just dying in the he's, back he's starving you guys sat through two lectures essentially bro almost <laughs> <laughs> just hanging. Oh, that, All right, we're gonna go on to twenty more theories about that. <laughs> did, you, did you did you take some uh, shrooms to expand your mind? No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you talk so much. I mean, I, I don't mind. A lot of interesting interesting things were said. Like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, you're, just you're, about. You like if you guys can hear me, this man improved. He went from like a half an hour podcast in his first podcast. To now. <laughs> Four times that shit, almost two hours, man. I don't know. No, but I had some, I had some topics that I wanted to talk about, so it was, it was good. It was interesting, and like, uh, just to discuss. And I think uh, that about sums it up right here. That sums it up probably. And uh, so, thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, for thank listening you. to this talk. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yep. And thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem, bro. Yep. Always. All right. We'll go three hours next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Awesome. Bye. Later, bro.